Welcome to Ohio's BIOS, an insight into local government here in Ohio. I'm David Thomas and serve as County Auditor for Ashtabula County in Northeast Ohio. Local government impacts each of us every day, but how much do we really know about the organizations and the people who make everyday life possible? Join me as I speak with the leaders in local government making a difference in our communities every day. Thank you for tuning in to our seventh episode here on Ohio's BIOS. Now, something that has been on a lot of people's minds over the past couple of weeks, at least here in Ashtabula County, and probably across the state of Ohio too, is of course property taxes. So the first part of the year is when the treasurer's office will send out the property tax bills to all property owners across each county and here in the state. And a lot of people kind of uh, get questions or have uh, you know thoughts of why are my taxes the way they are or you know what is my neighbor paying for their taxes or why did my tax bill change this year or why didn't it change this year we don't get as many questions about not changes or as in the case of about 95 percent of Vashtabula County this year they actually went down we only typically get questions or outreach from folks of course when their taxes go up which makes sense so in terms of the auditor's office and what our role is with property taxes. That's usually a, a good question that we get asked quite regularly. And it's one that a lot of folks, I think, have misconceptions on or may not fully understand. And there's certainly no way we're going to deal with this one here just in one podcast and in one video uh, on our website. And many of the county auditors across Ohio You'll see information on where property taxes come from, the process. But ultimately, the best thing to keep in mind is that auditors don't actually uh, determine your taxes in the sense that we have flexibility, we have decision-making ability over property values, not property taxes. So to dive into that a little bit more, the auditor's role, one of the big roles that each county auditor's office has, is to determine the property values of all properties in their county under their jurisdiction. And that process can be confusing as well, for sure. In the state of Ohio, and every state's going to be a little bit different, but remember, in the state of Ohio, property taxes largely fund local governments, and uh, our first responders, for example, our parks, and our schools. They don't actually impact or property taxes don't fund the state government level. In fact, as more and more people are learning with different proposals to change tax amounts here in the state of Ohio, the state actually subsidizes residential property owners. Roughly about 10% of your taxes are actually paid for by the state and by then the revenues that are really coming into the state level, which is income tax and sales tax. But the local level property taxes are what funds everything by and large. So the auditor will determine value of all properties in each county. For Ashtabula County, as an example, we have about 82,000 parcels that our office is responsible for valuing. And that process is pretty uniform here in the state. Essentially, every year you get your tax bill and you pay for the previous year. So the bill that folks just paid here in 2023 is actually for the status of the property on January 1st of 2022. 
And so it's our responsibility to say each year what the value of a property would be on January 1st and then assign the tax rate more on that later the following year. That process to determine value is one that will vary every three years. So each three years, our office is tasked by the state of Ohio to update values based on the market. And that role is to say that if you were to sell your property or if the open market were to determine your value, what would a willing buyer and a willing seller agree upon for that particular parcel on that particular day? Very specific. So every three years, we'll actually update values. Now, every six years, it's called a mass revaluation, where the state of Ohio actually mandates that each county auditor's office visually inspect every single parcel in their county and assign changes in condition and different factors in addition to looking at the market and updates. The uh, offices will do this in a variety of ways. You know, For example, our office here, we actually put boots on the ground for every single parcel here in the county. Someone visually drives around, inspects, and updates. Now, other counties will just use overhead flying and photos taken from uh, satellite imagery, for example. But it really will kind of depend on the type of county and the resources that that county has. So that's every six years. Mass revaluation, we're changing every single property based on condition changes and updates. In between those six years is something called a triennial update. So that happens every three years. And that's where, and Ashtabula County is in one actually right now, that's where our office will look at sales statistics over the past three years and see essentially where has the market been moving where have sales uh, gone? Have they been increasing in, in uh, amount in terms of offerings? Have they been decreasing? Are there certain areas of the county where sales seem to be um, uh, higher and, and more frequent? So the state will actually look at all of our transfer data, because remember the auditor's office transfers all properties as well. They'll look at all that transfer data and they'll say, okay, Ashtabula County, your values were X in 2020, over the past three years, we've seen properties transfer at Y amount more than what your prior values were. And so we're mandating that the county change the entire value of the county for um, typically they'll break it down residential versus commercial. We recommend and mandate that the county change all residential property by Z amount, increase or decrease. And then what we'll do, so let's say, for example, and this has been about the average uh, across the state last year, the state will come in and say, based on sales, you need to change your total residential value in the county by 25% increase. And that's a big number, 25%. But I still tell folks, we're getting transfers in our office every week where it's twice, even three times our current value is what these properties are selling for. It's insane. But that's the market. And so the state will say you have to move your entire residential values by 25%. So then we'll go neighborhood by neighborhood, tax district by tax district, and look at what sales have occurred over the past three years and try and move values in total. So that's not individual parcel by parcel as in a mass revaluation, but instead looking at neighborhoods of maybe two to 300 homes, properties, 
um, in total and moving them based on the sales in that area. So for example, we may move some properties in some neighborhoods by 30%, whereas other neighborhoods may only be moving by 20% to equal about an average of 25%. So we get to that total number for the entire county. That's quite a process and it's very math intensive, lots of formulas and calculations, lots of data collection. But ultimately that's how we keep up with the market. And even then, we're looking at one day in time. So things become outdated very quickly. The market moves very fast. And so our role is to look at one day in time and assess what the market value is for all those properties one day in time. Now, thankfully, you know, a 25% change in value does not equal a 25% change in taxes. And that's because of things called voted, uh, voted taxes, unvoted taxes, inside millage, um, outside millage, 20 mil floor. There's lots of different terms and um, variables with property taxes. Over the years, the state legislature has tinkered and changed things. It's not as straightforward as a sales tax where it's just you know 6.5% and it's a flat 6.5%. But the auditor's role and what we have ability to impact or change really truly is the value side. And that's why I always say with 82,000 parcels, we can miss things, we can get things wrong. That's why it's good to share data and information with us and why we try and be as proactive as possible. So once we actually determine value, what we'll do is we'll assign the tax rate in that district to your value, and that becomes your taxable amount. And that tax rate is determined by a variety of things. Like I just said, there are taxes that are voted, and there are taxes that are not voted. So every property has 10 mills on their property in the state of Ohio that's not voted. Now, a mill, remember, is $1 per $1,000 of value. So there's $10 per $1,000 of your property value that's not voted by the people. It's an automatic charge, essentially. And that's dispersed to all the different local entities, the schools, the parks, the county, first responders, all of them, your townships, your cities. That will move up and down with value. So as your value increases, that $10 per $1,000 of value charge, that does increase. And that's proportionate to what your value increase is. Thankfully, though, that's only one of three that are like that. The other one that's like that is some schools receive a guaranteed 20 mils, so $20 per $1,000 of value from each property. And that's a whole (laughs) different conversation and much more complicated school funding formulas. So essentially, you've got inside millage, 10 10 mils. You've got 20 mil floor, 20 mils. So for many properties here in our county, 30 mils, $30 per $1,000 of value, that tax amount will move up and down with changes in value. But the rest, those are voted on by the people. So when you have your ballot coming up here in the May 2nd election, you'll see different tax questions. Those are voted on by you, and those are what traditionally and typically are called fixed sum levies. So when you go to vote, you're actually voting It'll be a question of, you know, one mil for uh, the fire department. What you're actually doing is you're approving what the total revenue of that levy is going to be. And then that fire department will only collect in moving forward unless the voters change 
that total amount of revenue for its department. So that actually then over the years will decrease in terms of the tax amount that you have to pay because it collects an exact same amount every year but as more people move in and as new values added your actual tax rate will decrease so if your value increases by 25 percent like i said when our office is mandated to update market values well your tax rate will actually decrease to make sure that the district is only paying the same amount that you voted in as a voter now of course folks will say and your probably first thought is well wait a second when my value changes though my taxes change too and that's that's absolutely nice. correct one reason like i said is that those 30 mils of uh tax amount that does change with value your inside millage and your 20 mil floor but also and i try to have people think of it this way think of your property taxes as proportional so you pay your voted levies that voted millage whatever it could be proportional to your value in relation to the district so if you're you know one percent of your district's value then those voted levies will be one percent of the revenue that were voted in and will be charged to you now after property values are updated let's say all of a sudden you became 0.5 percent of the district's value well now you'll only pay 0.5% of the voted levies that were approved by the voters. Of course, the opposite's true too. Let's say now you become 1.5%. So with changes in value, it doesn't actually increase your taxed amount of total revenue to local entities that's voted. What it does is it shifts the burden around based on your proportional value. So that is one aspect where um, you know we impact values, we determine values, but the voters and really the district as a whole will help determine the rates and who pays what based on proportions. Now, probably you're thinking right now, why is it fair if my house is the nicest house in the neighborhood, why should I be paying the most in property taxes? Well, I, uh, you know, that's a philosophical aspect of taxation that I don't disagree with you. You know, there's um, the idea that we should be paying for the type of services that we're getting, but that's never the case. Um, you know, the people that use government services aren't necessarily the ones that actually pay for government services. Just like if you have, um, you know, a large property and farms are usually like this, a vast majority of your tax bill goes to your local schools. And people always ask us, well, why is it fair that I'm paying for my schools if I don't have kids in the schools, or I've never had kids in the schools, or my kids graduated 30 years ago? Well, you know, that's, that's, one, that's one aspect of taxation that probably isn't the most fair. But think of it this way as well. What are we really paying for when we're paying our property tax bill? Well, we're paying for our community, right? We're paying for our local village or township. We're paying for our park system. We're paying for our first responders with their ambulance and fire. We're paying for good communities. And the better the schools, of course, the better the community, the better your resale value is. So everything kind of ties in together. But you're absolutely right. Just like with income tax, just like with sales tax, 
you're not necessarily paying directly for the services that you're getting or the others are getting. So that's kind of the aspect of property taxes that are involved with our office. We determine property value, and then we'll do a whole bunch of calculations to assign the tax rate. That tax rate, by and large, is decided by voters and by folks in the local districts. Property taxes are really kind of a very democratic way of funding governments. It's being determined by the voters what levies are passed. But it's important to note, too, and people ask us largely in our 2020 reval, when we saw a large increase in our values, people would look at their property tax history and they would call and say, hey, you know, my value is now the same as pre-2008 recession. It's gone back up. I'm about equal to where I was. But I'm paying a lot more in taxes now than I was 10 years ago. And my response to them is, you're absolutely right. Your value is the same as 10 years ago. But then I'll go through with them and, and show how many new levies have been added to their tax bill from the voters that have been approved. In one area, you know, for example, here in Conneaut in our county, the voters have approved 15 new levies over the past 10 or 12 years. And so those are all new tax amounts and rates that are increased on the people's tax bill. And they're paid in proportion with value changes. So that's a quick kind of you know, informative background to what our role is uh, for you know, property taxes, where you have a, a voice in property taxes, which is neat um, and which is exciting. Uh, you know, the conversation I'm having with you right now is really one that I have on a daily basis with people who call into our office. You know, with our triennial happening this year, we'll be going through and we'll be uh, having you know updates on our website. We'll be sending postcards, having public meetings, and it's really a big education piece because. And it's no fault of your own. You know, you pay your taxes twice a year. If you pay it through your mortgage, you don't even necessarily see your tax bill. It's not something you really think about until you see a large change. Now, I mentioned that this year a lot of people saw a decrease in their taxes in our county. And that's because, despite what a lot of folks joke, local governments actually do uh, pull levies off or not collect levies. So this year, for example, we have four local entities, the largest one being our Children's Services Board, not assign a levy for this year. They had it voted in, but they said, hey, we've got enough money for this year. We don't need to charge the voters. We don't need to charge the taxpayers. We can go without this year. And so that actually saw a small decrease in people's property tax bills this year. Now, like I said, next year with our, our triennial property value update, we're going to see some changes in tax amounts. One, because remember I said proportionality. And two, because remember what I shared about you have about 30 mils of direct uh, correlation to value changes in our county. 10 mils of inside millage and 20 mils that go straight to the schools. Always happy to help explain uh, across Ohio if you're listening in different counties. The process is all about the same in each county. There's different approaches. There's different ways to get value. Of course, there's many different markets here in our, our state as well. Lots of, of variety in what's happening with the real estate market. And of course, you know, the legislature is always concerned with large tax increases and making sure that uh, people are prepared and know. And so as more tinkering happens with our property taxes, um, 
you know, there's, there's changes that occur and those can be good or bad. Um, but the key is to try to, uh, have as much education as possible inform you as much as possible so that you make, you know, good decisions based on your wallet, based on your desires for your community. And I'll leave you with, with this aspect too. Um, you know, it's, it's good that there is economic development. There's good, it's good that we've got more, um, you know, more incentives, more, uh, tools in our toolbox to help attract businesses and, and new property owners all across the state of Ohio. But remember what I said in terms of fixed sums and remember what I said in terms of proportionality, the more incentive programs, the more abatements, the more decreases to, um, tax amounts that businesses get or that new homes get, well, someone has to pay the difference, right? And so as we see more of these different programs, we're seeing a shifting occur between, uh, the cost of levies, the cost of revenue for local governments, and who's actually paying. And so if you have development, you've got uh, areas that are not paying in property taxes, well, that amount doesn't just go away. It gets moved on to folks that are paying. CAUV is another good example of that. We all support our farmers. We all want them to do well. We know that it's really tight uh, budgets in terms of farming and making it work. CAUV is a tax credit program that decreases the value of property and agriculture tremendously, about 75%. Well, that 75% isn't just evaporated to our local governments. It's actually shifted over to other property taxpayers. And your tax rate is increased then to make sure that local governments get in the same revenue as they do every year and that you voted on at the ballot box. So that's one example. Like I said, others are uh, uh, new abatements for um, you know new development with with businesses, um, uh, you know encouragement for new housing structures with abatements, uh, different credits as well. So there's always different ups and downs and things that we have to think about. And where are we going to try to prioritize our investment and our resources? And property taxes is a really complicated way to get there. But if you actually break it down piece by piece, uh, we try and do our best to help explain it. So hopefully this was educational for you, a little bit of an insight into the auditor's role for property values, property taxes, uh, why you'll hear a lot from us about making sure that, as the saying goes, Bob and Betty Buckeye aren't taxed out of their home or are getting a fair shake when it comes to our property tax process. Not so much because we have a skin in the game as auditors, but because we see the process. We know it probably the best, and we have the most conversations with our property owners. And it's a lot of education, a lot of conversations, but that's what we're here for, to fund essential services, to fulfill the wishes of the voters at the ballot box, and to keep local government moving here in the state of Ohio. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed. Feel free to reach out if you ever have any questions. 